When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Hello and welcome to the World Soccer Talk podcast. This is Christopher Harris, and this episode we have a exclusive interview with Humphrey Carr, who is the consulting producer on Welcome to Wrexham, as well as the Wrexham Club Executive Director. So Humphrey shines a light on a lot of different topics about Welcome to Wrexham. I was particularly interested in finding out who's responsible for the magic uh, creating this show, because whether you're a Wrexham fan or not, to me, the editing, the stories, how well put together this whole series is from season one uh now going into season two like who's responsible for that so we, we touch on that and many many other topics so sit back enjoy here you go it's my pleasure to have writer actor comedian club executive director welcome to Rexham consulting producer uh, man extraordinaire Humphrey, welcome to the World Soccer Talk podcast. I like the catch-all of man extraordinaire. Yes, I'll take that. <laughs> so, so Humphrey, how does it feel to be responsible for Welcome to Wrexham? Without you, the series would never exist, and and Rob would never be a, a soccer fan if it, if it wasn't for you. Um, I, I mean, listen, who knows what the way the, the fates would have woven Rob's future with football if it wasn't for me, but I, I, it's very exciting. It's great to be, you know, it's great to be here. Great to be on the cusp of the second season coming out. We're in our, um, you know, third three and a half season of, of running the football club. Um, and, um, yeah, it's been one of the greatest adventures of my life. So I, you know, I'm very, very grateful. So one of the questions I have, so I watched a little bit of season two so far, as far as kind of an advanced preview, is that there's there's no spoilers. So going into season two, I think pretty pretty much everyone knows what happens, but it, I mean, basically we're kind of being kind of led through, okay, it's the beginning of the, the, mm. the season and here we go. Was that a conscious effort to, to basically not give any spoilers in the beginning for new people perhaps that hadn't seen it? Or, or had, yeah, I think we We've heard from various people that, that loved the first season that they've intentionally avoided hearing what our results were all year because they didn't want to know what happened in, in season two. And so, yeah, I'm always surprised. You know, obviously we feel Wrexham is the centre of the universe, centre of our universe, certainly, but there are a lot of people that still haven't seen it, don't know. So, yeah, I think there's probably, there's definitely a uh, a movement on our part not to, I have to avoid 
being too, you know, talking about stuff that happens later on in, in the season or, or assuming that anybody knows what's going on because, you know, we now know it's a, basically a capital crime. If you spoil the end of a TV show, if you talk about the end of The Wire, people go mad because, you know, that's a spoiler even for a show that ended 15 years ago. I, I had a genuine one the other day. What was it where I said somebody died in a... Oh, if, in the West Wing. I, I, I mentioned a character dying in the West Wing the other day. And someone was like, are you joking? Like, why would you say that? And it's like, well, it ended in 2008. I thought I was safe. So so welcome to Rexham's coming out on FX on September 12th. Who's responsible for the, for the magic? I mean, because I was at Rexham at the race course uh, a few weeks ago, and I saw the TV crews going around doing kind of the raw footage. But the actual series itself is so well produced. There's so many great interviews there's obviously a lot of love and labor that goes into it. Like who, who's, and when I look at the credits, there's so many producers listed. Like yeah. who, who's responsible for the magic of that show and, and how well produced it is? Well, that's a good question. I mean, my, my, my role uh, does, I'm not responsible for magic. My role, my role in the documentary is purely sort of to say every now and then, oh, by the way, we've got a new player arriving at 1230 for a medical. You might want to go and lurk in the car park to film him. But, you know, we had a, an incredible team on the ground that were assembled by Boardwalk, who, who are the producers. And, and you know, for the first season, that was that was a guy called John Hennion. Um, uh, and uh, this year, for season two, it's uh, these guys, uh, Milos and Paddy, basically, as they were known, uh, Milos American, Paddy from Ireland. And, and they were, they just, you know, inserted themselves into the club really so they they were just very very close to the players very very close to the people of the town and and i think you know the editing and everything gets done in the states and that's you know they they piece it all together but i think where the real key lies is having people who the players trust the fans trust everybody trusts that they will open up to them and talk to them you know it's Mm -hmm. it's that is absolutely vital and i think some of the guys you know the, the again the crew on the ground that shot you know made north wales it's not hard to make North Wales look beautiful, but they did a great job of making North Wales look beautiful and making Wrexham look beautiful. And, and um, yes, yeah, so it's a sort of collective effort, really. So were you surprised at all at the success, especially in the US last year? I mean, like some of the numbers in terms of the number of people watching the matches, watching the games, streaming yeah. on social media impact, everything that seemed to happen. It was at, at, at times Wrexham was the biggest story in, in mm. football, even bigger than some of the Premier League matches on, on certain weekends, especially during the yeah. was that a surprise to you? It, I mean, I think we. I always hoped and I always had an expectation that people would care and be interested, but I think the extent of it definitely, you know, caught all of us by surprise. Um, and I was talking on the phone with Rob the other day, and he was very uh, boldly trying to assert that he always knew, and I was like, well hang on, I remember this conversation where we thought, you know, we were aiming for this kind of benchmark and uh, we blew past that. But he has always had, to be fair to him, this absolute conviction that we could do extraordinary things with this club and go, you know, get to the promised land and, and you know, get to the very top tier of of uh, the the English football system. And, um, you know, that's very much what we, we're trying to do. It, I think that people have good stories, Football clubs, every football club has great stories around them. I think Wrexham, you know, it's it's Wrexham's identity is a cross-border team, you know, as every single game is a is a cross-border derby. Every game has that little hint of kind of us versus them about it. And 
you know, I, I think all of those factors put together give us this extraordinary capacity. You know, Rob and Ryan, I think, draw a lot of people in. And then what people find is that they fall in love with the town and the team and the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sense of seeing themselves, you know, seeing people passionate about something um, that is easily understandable is very compelling. So what about outside the United States and, and around the world? Um, what are some of the plans or some of the thoughts about uh, Wrexham as far as globalization, kind of a, a global plan, just trying to kind of increase exposure in Asia or um, Africa yeah. or other continents? Well, I mean, modern football clubs do, you know, in order to, to compete at the very top, and that's, you know, we would love to try and compete at the very top, um, uh, even competing in the Premier League, you know, not even the top end of the Premier League. You need to expand your fan base. You need to expand global interest. And we've done an extraordinary job with that. Uh, or, you know, the documentary and and the, the storylines that football throw up in their way have done an incredible job of that for us, particularly in English-speaking territories. But, you know, at the football club, we've I've met when I've been lurking outside, as I often am, nervously pacing before games. I've spoken to people from Thailand, from Germany, from Denmark, you know, all the Scandinavian countries, all over the UK. I mean, almost more weird, I think, are the people from the UK who who are often so, you know, uh, entrenched, tribally entrenched into their their team. We have folk coming in from Newcastle, Scotland, you know, the West Country, London, who just want to come up and see a Wrexham game because they like the documentary. So, yeah, we'll continue to push that. We'll continue to try and get get people interested. Um, you know, the tour to the US this year was eye-opening because, mm-hmm. you know, we we played in front of a combined, what is it? We had 55,000 in North Carolina. We had 35,000 in San Diego, another 10,000 in LA and 20,000 in, in Philadelphia. Like those are extraordinary numbers to turn out to watch a League Two team. And, right. um, you know, long may it continue. And last question, Humphrey, is is about all those Americans that are roaming around the streets of this North Wales town. I mean, any stories or any any crazy stories that, that you've come across or come, run into with these fans? The- Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Crazy thing for me was, was 
talking to Wayne Jones, who who runs the Turf Pub, um, who's a sort of figure that people would know from the documentary. Um, when I saw him for the first time after the documentary came out, I think it was sort of, I come back and forth a fair bit. I'm based in the US. And I I think it was about a month after the documentary came out. I I or had just had finished that I came over and went to his his uh his bacon butty van uh, to get a delicious breakfast roll. And it was, oh, how are you? How are you doing? He's like, Yeah, it's been mad. We're getting 60 to 70 American folk in a day mm-hmm. uh, into the turf. And you know, what that does for the Wrexham economy, what that does for the local, you know, we have a sort of this sudden nascent north wales again there's so many amazing things for people to do and see you can't throw a brick without hitting a castle um in in north wales you can't uh you know turn a corner without seeing some glorious mountainous vista um and the more people are coming the more people are enjoying that the better so yeah that that's been i think the 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 thing that really made me go like whoa that's that's crazy is to have that many people coming in a day yeah, well, season two, Welcome to Wrexham starts on September 12th on FX. Really looking forward to it, to it and uh, seeing Wrexham hopefully this season. Who knows, right? Hopefully get... Fingers uh, crossed. It's, it's, yeah. Yes. Best of luck. <laughs> All right. So thank you to uh, Wrexham and uh, FX for that interview with Humphrey Carr. Just a few weeks ago, I had the pleasure of going to Wrexham. Uh, I was there for what was one of the most incredible games I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen hundreds of games in, in my lifetime in person. And this one ended up being, uh, it was Wrexham against Swindon. Just just by luck, just, just by good fortune, the game ended up being a 5-5 thriller of a draw. Uh, and it was surreal being there at the racecourse ground. Um, being at the stadium and just talking to the fans and watching the game. What was what I was probably really surprised by was that there was very little interest among the supporters about you know, who was in the, uh, the, the, the basically kind of the VIP section. Was it uh, was it Ryan Reynolds that day? Was it Rob McElhenney? Was it you know, Will Ferrell or, or some other star? Most of the Wrexham fans I spoke to just didn't seem bothered. They weren't even paying attention. They were just there, obviously, to watch the game. Uh, so that I was surprised by because I thought there would be like a lot of chatter about oh, who's up there today in that VIP section. That didn't happen. The other thing I was really pleasantly surprised by, uh, actually two things, is one is the level of football, right? So this is a fourth-tier uh, club, I mean, Swindon and, and, and Wrexham now. And uh, how good the quality of soccer was uh, between these two teams. Uh, defensively, yes, you mean five-five draw, definitely mistakes there. But in terms of just playing the game, controlling midfield, you mean passing the ball. You mean technically, this was a really high level uh, for a fourth-tier game. And then the other thing I was pleasantly surprised by is the fans. I was, you mean, in the section I was sitting in. In the press area, I had a chance to like kind of uh, talk to some of the fans and uh, overhear some of the other fans and uh, how well they, they know this team and also how, um, I guess, critical, it, it, not in a negative way, but in terms of just analyzing Phil Parkinson's uh, decision making. So as far as you mean his starting lineup, you know, why is he playing this player on, on uh, you mean, in this position? And uh, why is this other person on the bench? What's happening with so and so? And I guess that 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 comes with any 
any game, right, or any team's supporters, they will be hypercritical or hyper-focused on manager decisions. And, and being in the stadium and, and listening to these Wrexham fans and talking to them, I got a great awareness in terms of, yeah, things are going great, right, with Welcome to Wrexham. This season in uh, the Football League, in the fourth tier, I mean, League Two is going to be very challenging. And then just listening to the Wrexham fans who've been going there, I mean, every game for years, what their thoughts are about Phil Parkinson and how and the job that he's doing, which uh, he's doing a decent job, but uh, definitely it wasn't as if like everyone was fawning over him and just saying like, ah, what an incredible manager this is. They were kind of just just still keeping their eyes uh, eyes on the ball, making sure that uh, all the best decisions are made so that Wrexham can continue this incredible journey and, and what an incredible journey it has been for uh season two of welcome to Wrexham, which premiered on uh tuesday september 12th uh 10 p.m on fx it's going to be on every tuesday night on fx at 10 p.m uh also on replay kind of uh on hulu season two i've had a chance to watch uh, four of the episodes so far uh, the first one, which has already come out uh, about King Charles and, and the visit of King Charles to Wrexham, was was good. Uh, the other ones blew me away. Uh, there's one episode I, I was in tears, absolutely in tears, watching it. Uh, just uh, just so well, so well produced in terms of just the, the stories. Uh, really uh, touched my heart that one. And then there's another episode where. Wrexham talks about the, the entire episode is talking about their their women's team and that really um, struck a nerve with me too in terms of those stories so so far from what I've seen from season two uh, advanced kind of um, viewings of some of these episodes that, that are not out yet to me this this is as good if not better than season one I can't say completely because we haven't seen the whole of season two yet but this is really really good so if you're a soccer fan whether you're a Wrexham fan or not, I highly recommend to watch this. It is really, it, it, it's an incredible journey to watch this. And um, I mean, to me, it's all about the community. It's all about those fans. And um, those are the stars of the show. All right, we'll be back soon with another episode uh, with Kartik and I analyzing the beautiful game. Enjoy your football. Enjoy your football.